Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I pray that you have enough food today on your plate and more so in your tummy, your belly. Yeah, so much people are living in famine and are hungry. And I've heard the cries of the hungry, especially when I was in India or parts of Africa. You would hear the the cry of the hungry or you would see the effects on the body of the hungry. And oh, I can tell you that with our church, we pray for the hungry around the world. All the time we pray for them because we know that, oh, there is a great God and we're praying for miracles that he will feed the hungry. And we are doing our best also to help in these areas. But I do pray that you are hungry in your heart and in your spirit for more of the Lord. Yes, that's something I think that is lacking with so many people that have a tummy full of food that they are not hungry anymore in their heart or in their spirit. It's something I see on this continent that I'm living, Europe or other rich nations where they have plenty of food, but yet I'm not saying there are no hungry people there, but yet there are plenty of food there. But because of that, their spirit is not longing anymore for the refreshment or for the bread of life to feed them. Oh, my dear friends, I am praying that you are hungry this day for a word of the Lord, that you are thirsty for more of the spirit of God. Let's go to a story today in Mark chapter 8. I think it's a very appropriate story when we talk about these matters. And it says, at about this time, he again found himself with a hungry crowd on his hands. Jesus was there in the wilderness, and there was again a crowd around him, and they had stayed with him for all these days that now they had really gotten hungry. He called his disciples together and said, this crowd is breaking my heart. Yeah, I want you to know that God, his heart is breaking for those that are suffering in this world. And I pray that the believers also will have a heart of compassion for those that are hungry, that are sick in this world, that are in need in this world, and that beyond giving them the gospel, we will do our best to help to feed them and and to bless them in other ways that they are hungry or, or cold or other needs in their lives. This crowd is breaking my heart. They have stuck with me for three days and now they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they'll faint along the way. Some of them have come a long distance. And his disciples responded, what do you expect us to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we look to the world sometimes with the great needs, I can understand what these disciples said. And we can also lift our hands to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you expect me to do about this? Who am I (laughs) to be able to influence and impact such a hungry world? Yes, the disciples said, should we go and buy food somewhere in the desert, wherever we get it? And Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? And they said, seven loaves. And so Jesus told the crowd to sit down on the ground. And after giving thanks, he took the seven bread loaves, broke them into pieces, and gave them to his disciples so they could hand them out to the crowd. And they also had a few fish. 
and he pronounced a blessing over the fish and told his disciples to hand them out as well. And the crowd ate its fill. Seven sacks of leftovers were collected. There were all over 4,000 that ate the meal. Then he sent them home. And he himself went straight to the boat with his disciples and set out, etc., etc. What a mighty story here. I know there are more stories about feeding a multitude. This is the second time here. More than 4,000 people were there. And Jesus was moved with compassion because they were hungry. They were hungry and he was afraid if he would send them away hungry, they would faint along the way. Oh, my dear friend, Jesus doesn't want to send you home hungry. He will never send you home hungry if your spirit is hungry, if your heart is hungry, if your inner man is hungry for revelation of God, if your spirit is longing for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit to be refreshed. Oh, hallelujah. There are showers of blessings that he will send to the inner man. There is that bread of life that when we eat it, oh, Jesus himself is that bread. We will not hunger anymore, but we can hunger for more of him and long a deeper revelation and to spend more intimacy with him. That's a good hunger. That's a good yearning. That's a good longing. And so I pray that you will also have this hunger and this yearning for more of the Lord. And maybe you say, well, John, I go to church. I do my thing. I have my family life. I have my job and life is well. Well, I pray something in your inner man will be awakened this day through this broadcast. And you will say, I don't just want to live this steady life where all is okay, but I want more of the Lord. I long for more of the Lord. I long for more of Jesus, more of the Holy Spirit. Just like John cried out, I must become less and he must become more. Oh, this should be a daily thing for us. I must become less. He must become more in me. You know, that's a thing. If you want more of Jesus, you need to become less of yourself. If you want to feel something, it must be empty. And the emptier it is, the more it can be filled. If it's already full with so much of itself or full of something else, then there's not much room to be filled with the things of God. You know, Reinhard Bonke, a great evangelist. Oh, he was one of the mighty ones, reaching millions of people with the gospel. I remember one time he was telling me, he said, John, your life is just like one of those big jumbo jets, like a freighter plane. He said, and your life can hold so much freight. He says, and if you fill it with so much things that are not in the will of God or God's plan for your life, you have to carry that weight around as you are traveling around the world. He said, and it will take up the room that other things that God wants you to carry or to give to you or you to take along, you won't have room for them. So you will have to leave them behind. So here you're carrying dead weight, things that are not important or, or maybe for you they are important, but not in God's plan for your life they are important. And you're carrying that it's costing you fuel. It's costing you altitude. It's costing you energy. It's costing you time. He said, Empty that plane out and only let it be filled with the things that God has in store or has planned or has purposed for you. Oh, that was an important lesson 
for my life. I remember my own father, another great evangelist and someone who the Lord used around the world to reach millions with the gospel and start revivals through him, etc. Did so many signs, wonders and miracles. I remember one time I came to him and I was sitting in front of his desk. He had a big desk and so he was sitting behind it. It was nighttime. And you know, I was going through some rough patches in my life. And so I went to my father and I sat there and I said, Papa, and I was crying. I said, Papa, I feel so empty inside. I feel so dry inside. And you know, I expected him as a father to rise up, to come to me and to pull me out of my chair and to press me to his breast and to say, oh, my son, I love you. All will be well, to say some of these come comforting words as your superior, as your elder, that would just give you such faith and trust that it would become so peaceful. You know, I was waiting for that moment, but he was just looking at me. Then he adjusted his glasses. Well, when he did that, you know, he was going to say something. So he adjusted his glasses and he said, John, it's good you feel this way, man. It was like a slap in the face. I tell you, I was in shock. I thought, what kind of a father is this? I'm telling him, I'm sharing with him that I'm empty and dry. I'm longing for a a, a hug, a kiss, some affection, some, some love, a touch of love. And he says, it's good you feel this way. He said, John, most people never come to the point where they are empty so that God can fill them. Now go home, get on your knees, pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he just got his book, his papers, and he started working. So I knew, well, there's not much use of sticking around talking to him about this. So I got up and in one way, I was a little bit angry. I was a little bit disappointed. It was not what I expected. So I was walking out. But as I walked out, the voice of the Spirit of God said, why don't you do what he said? And you know, I went home, I got on my knees, I prayed, and the Holy Spirit filled me. It was a glorious moment. Well, many years later, I was in India, and I was there to have a great crusade. And I was there in my room, and I felt so empty and dry, you know. (laughs) It happens sometimes. And I was sitting there alone. I missed my family. I missed home. And yeah, we had some struggles with the crusade, etc. So I was sitting in my room there. And you know, suddenly the Holy Spirit reminded me of that moment with my father, (laughs) This was years later that I finally understood what Papa did. He knew that his arms would not always be there to cover me, to hug me, to kiss me, to love me. So he pushed me out of his earthly arms, the temporarily arms, and he pushed me into the eternal arms of the Father. Oh, I'm so thankful he taught me that lesson, even though I only understood that lesson years later. And while I was in India, those words, they they rang in my mind, why don't you go home, get on your knees, pray, and be filled by the Spirit. And there in India, I went on my knees before my bed there. I prayed, and the Spirit of God filled me, refreshed me. Oh, it satisfied my soul. Hallelujah. I felt alive. I felt so wonderful. I rose up, and I was able to confront those problems and go into that crusade and have a wonderful time when souls got saved and so many were healed by the power of God. Oh, praise God. And my dear friend, maybe you're feeling dry today. Maybe you're feeling thirsty today. Maybe you're feeling empty and maybe even a little depressed. 
Oh, maybe not just a little depressed. Maybe there is a spirit of depression that has come upon you. Oh, today, shake it off in the name of Jesus. Today, rise up. Today, go to the Father, kneel before him and say, fill me with your Holy Spirit. You know, this is a great miracle that we read here in Mark chapter 8. And God is still wanting to do the same thing. Now, There was one thing that these people had in common. They were all hungry and they were all poor. They didn't have anything. They were hungry and they were not able to satisfy themselves. They were not able to get a bread here or there or to pay for it or to do something. They were not able to supply for themselves. And you know, it can take a long time to get to that point where you realize that you cannot supply for yourself that very thing that you need to refresh and revive yourself, that life, that godly life. And this is, thank God, also the work of the Holy Spirit to convince us convict us, convince us, to reveal to us, to bring us to that point where we start to understand I cannot supply in what I need myself. I am in desperate need. I am in desperate need of forgiveness. I am in desperate need of cleansing. I am in desperate need of refreshment. My spirit is dead inside of me. And there is nothing in this world. There's nothing in this life here on this earth. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing that religion can do. There's nothing that rituals can do. There's nothing that these dead gods, these idols can do. I need the living God to intervene. I need a savior. I need Jesus, the resurrected son of God, who has all power on heaven and earth and under the earth to touch me through his spirit, to revive my soul and my spirit, to forgive me of my sins, to release me of the bondage of slavery of the devil, to break every yoke that is over my life, to break every chain in my life. I cannot do it myself. Oh, my dear friends, to come to this point is so difficult for so many people because they are always grasping to someone or something else. Maybe they have such a firm hold on religion and they have their books of religion or they have their priests that they believe so much more than they believe God himself. Or they have these idols and statues and they have these these things that have been passed on for generations. Oh, grandpapa, great-grandpapa and papa. Well, always serving these gods of stone, of wood. And and if I do this, what you are asking me, Pastor John, oh, then these gods will get angry. But those gods are no gods, my dear friend. I don't want to offend nobody here. But we must realize that these gods that are made with the hands of man can never be our creators. Yes, if you start to think of it, what a foolishness that man would create something with his hands, a statue, maybe from metal, stone, wood, something and put a spell on it or whatever and now call this thing that he himself created his creator no we have a creator we have a divine creator who has made all things this world and all living things and is giving it life today and he wants to come into your life and he wants to make you alive from the inside your spirit man they were hungry And they could not feed themselves. And that was a good thing. This dependency on God is a good thing. God will sustain us in the wilderness. God will satisfy us when we come to him this day. 
Yes, and now I would ask the question, oh, to all those believers that are watching, I know many believers also watch this program. When we look to the world around us and we see the hungry and the thirsty, and now I'm not looking with my earthly eyes, that moves me. I can tell you I started with this. This moves me when I see people hungry for food and not having enough to, to eat, to fill their belly, and some for, for weeks, and, and they're suffering so much, and their children, that, 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 oh, it breaks me, it breaks me. But, oh, today, Christians, children of God, let the Holy Spirit open your eyes, your mind to start to see the inner man who is in hunger for the living God, who is lost for eternity, who is bound because of sin as a slave of the devil, and they cannot break themselves free. And they have never heard the good news that you and me have heard. They have never prayed the sinner's prayer. They never received Jesus. They never been set free by the blood of Jesus. Oh, my dear friends, today let us as children of God look to this world and see all those that are suffering and in need of salvation. They are lost in religion. They are lost in, in not knowing God at all. They are lost in good works. They are lost. Oh, for eternity. But we have the bread of life. And maybe you say, but John, oh, I'm just someone here in Africa and in India or wherever you're watching or listening to this broadcast. I see this great need, this great hunger in the world, but, but what can I do about it? What can I do about it? Jesus said to his disciples, he could have done the miracle himself, but he said, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Oh, we only have seven breads. Well, give what you have. Give what you have. And once you give what you have, some supernatural divine law of God will be activated and something will start to flow. Something will start to flow. Yes, a multiplication will start to flow. You start to reach a neighbor and the next neighbor. Oh, I could tell story after story, but my time is gone. Of people who had nothing, simple people in Russia, other countries, but they just started to give the little that they had. And God is using them mightily right now to reach so many people. But it started somewhere where they just gave the little that they had. And God used it and multiplied it. Oh, my friend, give what you have. Share it with your family first of all. Share it with your neighbors next. Share it with your colleagues and see what God can do as he starts to multiply through your life that flow of salvation and miracles to others whom he loves so much. Father, I pray right now for those that are hungry and thirsty for you. Oh Lord, I know that you want to feed them. You have been feeding them already through this broadcast, but, but you want to come into their inner man and touch them, Lord. Oh, you want to satisfy their mind, their spirit, their soul, their inner man with the bread of life. Through the Holy Spirit, you want to illuminate them, Lord. Give them revelation. Make them to understand, Lord, how wonderful and how wondrous you are for them and in their life. The great things you have done, but also the great things that you have in store for them. You want to give them, Lord, this day a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ the Son through the Holy Spirit and of you, Heavenly Father, yourself, who you are for them, Lord. But Lord, you also want to use them 
to spread this good news, this gospel around the world. And maybe they have been hiding behind that saying that, that we hear so many times through history. Oh, I have nothing. I have nothing. But they have something and they have much more than they know because they have you, Lord. They have you, yourself. You are the source of all things, Lord. And Lord, I pray that that will be activated this day, that they will go out and share this bread of life with others. And as they start to share, Lord, you will multiply it. You will activate this miracle of multiplication and that nobody in their surrounding will have to die spiritually in famine and in hunger, but that they will all be fed with that great bread of life, Jesus himself, Lord. Bless them themselves, but also use them as a blessing. And as they bless others, let them be blessed more and more. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 